What's up, Overcomers? Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming You Podcast. I am your host, Josh Canuti. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, write us a review. It helps us put us in a better position in that elusive algorithm so more people can find us. My guest today is a motocross legend by the name of Ryan Hughes. He is an elite athlete in his sport, to say the least. He is based and competed around the world with some of the biggest names and Ricky Carmichael raced with Travis Pastrana. He's done it all. He's seen it all. He's an elite athlete in his sport, no question about it. But what really drew me to him was his zest and love for life. If you don't follow him on Instagram, I highly recommend it. Even if you're not into motocross, he will inspire you. He will, his love and affection for life will, it just exudes out of his pores and you'll hear that in this in this podcast and that's why I wanted to talk with him that's why I wanted to meet with him and I think you're just going to get a lot out of this podcast so listen up he's got some great great wisdom he is doing some really amazing things and inspiring and mentoring people around the world so please welcome my guest today Ryan you know I'm just I just fucking love life you know I love my cup of coffee in the morning I love watching the sun come up in the morning I love the feeling of that cold water. You know, I love the feeling of getting right into the hot bath. Ryan Hughes, motocross legend. Thank you very much for doing this. I really do appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. Thanks for uh, cruising on. Ah, no, I appreciate it. I know we've been going back and forth and uh, trying to get on it for a while, but uh, I've been traveling and, and stuff like that. So it's good to be on it. And, uh, um, yeah, and, and looking to share with uh, the, your your followers and your viewers and stuff like that. So excited! Yeah, I'm really excited. Like we talked about just a little bit before we started. You know, it's always interesting. I try to listen to whatever the universe is putting out there. And one of my best friends said, "Hey, you got to <coughs> see if you can get Ryan Hughes on." And I said, "You know, I'm not really in the motocross. I have such an appreciation and infatuation for it, but it's one of the things that scares the shit out of me." And then um, he's like, no, you got to have him on, got to have him on. And then two weeks later, another two people said, hey, this guy's mindset and this guy's um, what he's talking about is really, really will fit well with you. So ended up reaching out for you. And now you're here. And so I appreciate it. Um, I like it. I like it. I like uh, people that uh, think like me. There yeah. are a few between. <laughs> you know, you said you said something. Damn, damn ones, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said something in an interview that I didn't even think of that is one of the there's a lot of differences between your sport and other, you know, basketball or football, but the venue or the court or the field is ever changing. You know, as you guys go around the track and you guys are going over those jumps, there's every <laughs> single it's changing every single lap that you do. And when those when that uh, venue or that that track changes, sometimes you can take a spill or two. And I hear that you've had a uh, bumper bruise, to say the least. You want to go down down the uh, your laundry list of of injuries that yeah. you've gotten. So you know, yeah, and getting back to what you're saying about so if your viewers don't know, um, you know, we have twenty to forty riders on a track, and this track is dirt, and then bikes have knobbies on, it, and the bikes have horsepower to them, so they're always chewing that dirt up. So if you go through one rut, one lap, let's say you're in first, and then thirty eight nine other guys go through it, and you come back around. That lap, it can be another foot deeper. Well, that can catch your foot pegs, catch something, and cause you and, and catch you by surprise. So that's meaning the track is always changing. So things like that that can happen. But yeah, you have to watch out for other riders. Uh, you know, blurred vision, um, your head to toe gear. You know, the bike's producing probably over 400 degrees. Gets over 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Uh, all you know, all four extremities are moving at the same time. Um, <clears throat> And like you say, of a track that's kind of alive. So with that sport, yes, some people get hurt more than others, but I was one of those guys. And so um, I guess my uh, my list of injuries are, <clears throat> um, I don't know if I want to go through every broken bone. So I've had probably 26 broken bones. Whoa. 20 over probably 23 surgeries. Um, I've done probably four. 14 ribs I've broken, you know, I've collapsed three lungs, lacerated a liver. Um, I have uh, one, two, three, four, four rods, three plates, 26 screws in my body. Been paralyzed twice. Um, I don't have an ACL on my right knee. Um, been knocked out uh, 19 times. Yeah, 19 concussions. 
And yeah, I just compounded my femur, compounded my femur last February. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just got over a broken foot uh, about uh, six weeks ago. But that wasn't from anything except <clears throat> stepping off the stairs on a, in the beach. <laughs> Excuse me. I step, I step, yeah. I stepped off the stairs and there was a pin that holds the stairs together on the sides and I was yeah. sticking out an inch and I stepped on that and boom, broke my foot. You obviously, uh, I, so I guess it's one of the, and, but it, <clears throat> the thing is, is that unfortunately being hurt is kind of interesting to me, not the pain or anything, but the, the part of coming back, mm-hmm. you know, that is always, I've always been that guy that comes back, you know, from so many injuries, you know, bad times, this, that I've always come back. And I, I guess I love the fight. Yeah. I love the challenge and I love the, <clears throat> the ability to dissect and to, and to find out a new way and to bring yourself back up. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That is, unfortunately, and I don't want to go through any more injuries. I promise you that. But unfortunately, that is exciting to me mm-hmm. because to me, my whole world stops because I'm trying to bring back to my health again, you know, mm-hmm. and that focus to me is almost kind of like, <clears throat> it's like kind of like the racing part of it. Yeah. You know, when I was doing like, some research on you, one thing that I've found or that I felt <clears throat> is obviously you have a massive love for motocross. Otherwise you wouldn't go through those things and continue to go through those. So yeah. speaking <clears throat> from your elite level mindset, one, how did you fall in love with, with motocross? And then, because that, that is one of your love affairs, if not the biggest love affair that you've had in your life. And then yeah. how would you, what recommendations or what would you tell somebody to how to find their love affair or how to know when they found it or when they're on top of it? Because the only way you're going to push through and have an amazing relationship is if you truly, truly do love them. The only way you're going to push through and create a business, anything worthwhile or what you think in your mind is if you truly love the product or the business or the mission that you have. So how did you know that motocross was your love affair? And then what advice would you give to people to find their love affair or find their uh, passion? Well, those are, you know, one question's easy. The second question is I think it's a little bit difficult because I have, I have worked with a lot of people and a lot of athletes and I pay attention, I pay attention to a lot of people. And I think it's a blessing. You know, to find something that is going to be able to absorb you, um, you know, almost obsess you to the, to where you've done it for 35 years and you're and you're able to go through this much injury and downfall and things being taken away and challenges um, and still love it. To me, that that's a blessing. I don't know how to find that. You get what I'm saying? I really don't know. I don't know why I have such a love affair for it, but. You know, I remember when I was younger, I kind of just had this mentality of whatever that I say that I'm going to go do, I go do it 100%. And so I used to play soccer. Okay, I want to be a professional soccer player. So I was a little kid. Started playing football. Ooh, I can hit people and not get in trouble. Okay, cool. You know, I want to play football. So I started playing football. And, ooh, I'm going to be a professional football player. Uh, my brother used to race <clears throat> a little bit, but my, he had to quit because my dad had to work a lot. My dad used to work at San Onofre. And... Um, and then he stopped and started racing again. And they always wanted me to race because I was, you know, kind of good in the hills and ride around the track. And I used to ride a lot of three wheelers. So they got me out there and I didn't want to race. I was scared. I was crying. No, 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 no. And then they finally got me out there. And then I won my first six races. And it was like after the first race, I'm holding a trophy. And I'm like, wow, I can win without anybody else. You know, and like just that, that ability to say that I can go win. And I just remember like after the third race saying, I'm going to be professional at this. This is what I'm going to do. And it's just I have that ability to be able to take what is interesting to me, what I love, and to give all of myself to it. You know, it's almost like my relationships, too. Sure. If, you, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, they get all of me. And not, not sometimes the good parts, either. Right, right. <laughs> you get right. all of me. And so the same thing with that. And, and, you know, I've questioned it, too. Why do I have such a passion for it? But I just feel, I feel people are, are born with that. You know, people are born with talent. Yeah. People are born with determination. People are born with, you know, artistic ability. People are born with a voice. And so uh, people born with, you know, an obsession that, that they love and do their whole life. You know, that's all I've done my whole life in 35 years is raced and coached and done motocross. I feel it's a blessing, man. I really do. And I, and I, and I, think, I, think, I thank life pretty yeah. much every day for the, the job I get to do, you know, and, and, and what that one job, that one idea – 
some guy had an idea one year of putting a motor, a motor in a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And let's call this a motorcycle. And that one idea of a motorcycle take me around the world many, many, many times. I've met the most amazing people. I've seen the most beautiful countries. I've had the greatest experiences. I've won the biggest races. Also, I've had the biggest tragedies. You know what I mean? So just what has brought me, I've never, I've traveled the world, I think for who knows how long, 20 something years, and I've never had to pay for a ticket really. You know what I mean? Motocross has paid for me to travel the world and to pay all these things and made a good living and things that way. So that to me is a blessing. When you're no. when you're in the throes of it, there were times when you didn't want to continue, whether it be after a, a gnarly injury, whether it be after a, a loss of a race, whether it be after a win of a race. When those mm-hmm. little things, when that little voice, uh, when that little devil on your shoulder, some of us have devils on both shoulders, um, but when those little voices come up, how do you stop those or how do you overcome those? Uh, well, I think everybody has to understand that it's just natural. It's natural. I've, I've told, I've said I'm going to quit a million times, but it's just because of frustration. And for me, it's like that. It's almost like, you know, fuck it. And just some over this, uh, but then it's like, I almost have to let that out to be like, okay, hold on. Let's, let's, let's maybe we did it this way. And okay, maybe we took some time off or hold on. Let's, let's think about it that way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And just completely throw it in the trash can. I think it's natural, but don't look down on yourself because you gave up a little bit. I think that's a little bit natural to give up because sometimes giving up a little bit sometimes makes you stronger mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just allowing yourself to, hey, okay, I got beat today. All right, how do I get beat tomorrow? Not, oh, I suck and poor me and I'm that never right going to make it. Okay, hey, I got beat today. How am I not going to get beat tomorrow? Yeah. You know, how can I learn from this lesson? How can I become a little bit stronger, a little bit more wise than I was before I just got defeated, even by my own mind? Yep. You know what I'm and and so um Yeah, you, you know. said something very, very cool there that that I've never I'm thirty seven years old now and I've never let me rephrase that. I have very, very rarely have had some things happen like it's happened with this podcast. This podcast is the podcast is arbitrary. I don't care I don't care. It's just a medium. It's the mission. It's the fact that I don't want I want to help as many human beings by speaking, by having individuals like yourself and, and other people come on to realize that those thoughts in your head are not you. Just because you fail doesn't mean you are a failure. And <laughs> thoughts are just <laughs> illusory, illusory things, but yet they are just imaginary, but they are the cause of all, or at least most of all the suffering in the entire world. And so once we figure out how to deal with those thoughts and overcome those thoughts, it's so, so huge. And you said something that, going back to what I said with this podcast, is that, I'm now starting to, I'm just about in the top 10% of downloads of podcasts. That's not to pat my own back, but I'm starting to gain some traction and I'm starting to gain some haters. And I realize that I need to build my self-image up a little bit more. But when I get a hater now, I don't say, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm worthless. I go, oh, okay, maybe are they truly correct? Are they truly, do they have a point? Mm-hmm. Um and then I try to figure it out and change it. Whereas before going, you know, in a real estate company I had or anything like that, if I had somebody say something negative, I'd be like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm terrible. I'm awful. And then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose and I start to implode. And you said yeah. the same thing. Hey, I lost today, but I didn't, I'm not a loser. Maybe, to, or I lost today. I'm not a loser. Tomorrow I can go out and get them. And I think that's because of the love that you have for that pack, for the passion of it that pushes you through those things, or at least that, that is what it's, what it's done for me or is what's worked for me. Yeah. With this podcast. I think, you know, the biggest thing is just why quit? Yeah. Why, why, why quit? Okay. Who cares if you are a champion? Cause when you're a champion, now what? Mm-hmm. Who cares if you're a loser? Cause if you lose now, what? Just what, what's in between the thing that in between is what you love. Yeah. And so that's what I think is if you go, ch- if you find what you love, chase it. Cause if you chase what you love, you're going to do it all the time. And if you do something all the time, you're probably going to be pretty good at it. Yeah. If you become pretty good at something, you're going to be successful at it. And success, you make some money after it. So find out what you love. And if you don't become successful and you don't make money off it, at least you're doing what the fuck you love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the thing is about, um, you know, you know, I guess feeling, you know, giving up on yourself. It's not really, you know, it's not a part of giving up. It's, 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 attaching yourself to that, you know, of saying mm. that I'm a loser or whatever, because, you know, all these things, you know, life, you get hit with things all day long with life. 
And I think nowadays is what's happening is everybody is on the social media is that you, let's say you're following 500 people, mm-hmm. 400 of them aren't doing shit. Yeah. Boring. Nothing. Same thing you are. But just a hundred of them that you're flipping through is having their extraordinary day. And you're looking at it going, oh, wow, this guy just got this and this guy succeeded here and this guy's seeing this and they're traveling here, man. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. so you gotta be very careful of these things just because you're following 500 and only a hundred of them are doing something on that day. You're thinking that everybody's doing something and so great and having such an extraordinary life and you're not. That's bullshit, man. Right. Bullshit. I've been around the world. I pay attention to everybody and nobody's doing that cool of anything. And nobody's really getting that great of everything. You know what I mean? Because once you have it, now what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so these are the things that you kind of got to be careful of. And, um, you know, I, was, I had a point when you talked and then it kind of switched. But um, that comparison you know, shit is too. tough. Huh? That comparison stuff that we got going on now yeah. is, I mean, the roots of despair lie in the seeds of comparison. And I just. It's a difficult, difficult thing to, you have to realize it. I think what you said, realize that, Hey, they're not, that's just the best of the best with the filter on it. But, um, as soon as you start to realize that that is just their best day and their best light and their best, best dress or, or suit or whatever, it's not, uh, it's not them all the time, every day. The biggest thing is just learn, you know, not to compare, you know, with, with social media, social media is a game. Social media is fun. Yeah. And that's what you could have done. You know what I mean? And so I don't want to get on all, all that stuff, but just like to say the quitting, the quitting part, you know, the part of giving up on yourself. And when you do give up on yourself, you feel like, uh, you know, you're, you're a loser. Well, that's, that shouldn't be that way because what is a loser and what is a winner? You know, really what is it's, did you give it your best effort? Mm-hmm. If you get your best effort, then be done with it, you know, because that, that's all you could give and that's all you had. And that's all maybe you're capable of, yeah. but everybody thinks they need to live up to this guy's level and needs to be looking like this guy and needs to be having that guy's money and needs to be acting like this guy. You're taking yourself so out of yourself mm-hmm. is what you're probably causing, you know, all this stress and anxiety from is because you're trying to be somebody you're not, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's why to me, is why, you know, like even this is what I was going to get at with haters. If you don't have any haters, then that means you're not doing anything right. Because <laughs> what do people do when they, when you're doing, when you're doing things right, they get envious. And what are haters? Envious. Yeah. Done. Yep. So if you get a lot of haters and know you're doing something right. Yeah. I promise. You know what I mean? Because nobody is, nobody's hating on if you're doing anything, you know what I mean? If they're not envious. Yeah. Right. That's where I think most hate comes from is being envious, not just because someone doesn't like you and doesn't like what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Confucius. Especially when you're trying to build something like this, you know? Yeah. I love that Confucius but quote. I get it. That, uh, that Confucius quote says, if you want to avoid all opposition, do nothing, be nothing, say nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. I love and it. And I like, uh, the writer. Um, anyways, I'll come back to it. Yeah. He, but he was saying like, you know, when I die, I'm coming in, this guy's skidding in sideways into the parking lot with one hand up in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like say, when I finish, it's not going to be a little golf clap. It's going to be a fucking rock star applause. Like that's how you live life right yes. there. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. th- that's how I've built. I've been built. You know, I've been built to just, just again, like my slogan, charge life. Yeah. yeah. Since the get go, my mom just said, you're just on your own. You can't be controlled. Your own, your own guy. And it's like I say, Paul check today, we went to say Paul check and, uh, Danielle was asking him, so how old is Ryan as a student? He's like, <laughs> there's no other Ryan. There's no other Ryan. Ryan doesn't follow any of his plan. Even God can't control Ryan. Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I like that. We'll take that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Compliment. Well, well, well deserved. You know, you said something there that it's, it's interesting. Um, so every single mor- morning I meditate and sometimes I get into this one thought process not on purpose, just kind of whatever's flowing to me in the early morning mm-hmm. there. And this last couple months, I've been so focused on this this sentence, do your best. Do your best in everything that you do. And you just said that um, in your little di- in your diatribe there. How do you, you, when I'm looking at your content, when I'm looking at everything that you do, whether it be yoga, whether it be your ice bath, whether it be anything, it seems like you're always giving your best and nothing less, which sounds so simple and sounds so fucking cliche, but it's so difficult giving your best in everything that you do. How do you do that? Because it just seems it just seems like you're giving one hundred percent in every single aspect uh, most times. 
I guess, you know, I, I'm going to go back to kind of the same thing that I said before. But it's, I feel it's a blessing, man. You know, I can't put my finger on it. I can't put my finger on it. There's nothing that I eat. There's nothing that I read. There's nothing that I, that I want to accomplish. I have no goals, man. I have no goals. People, what's your goal? I have none. What do you want? It's not nothing really. You know, I'm just, I just fucking love life. You know, yeah. I love my cup of coffee in the morning. I love watching the sun come up in the morning. I love the feeling of that cold water. You know, I love the feeling of getting right into the hot bath, you know, or a hot uh, sauna afterwards. I love the food that Danielle makes, just the taste of it. You know what I mean? I love to feel my body move when I'm working out and stuff. And I love to feel my body breathe when I'm riding my mountain bike. You know, I guess the thing is, is that I've learned, I've taught myself to feel life so much mm-hmm. that that's what I'm so excited about is that I just chase that feeling. You know, I, I, again, chase what you love. So chase the feelings that make you, that make you feel good. And same with right, uh, teaching motocross. Feed, motocross is a feeling because a feeling is happening right now. It's not a thought. A thought's ahead of you or behind you, but it's never right now. Mm-hmm. And a feeling's only right now and it can't be ahead of you or behind you. So that's what's the only thing that's important is what's happening right now is when you're on a motorcycle. So you have to learn to feel what that bike's doing and learn how to feel yourself. And so when you learn how to feel life, well, then I think things become more magical. Things mm-hmm. become more exciting. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Because we're so addicted to what we think we want in the future. We're so addicted to, especially now with all these people on social media and stuff saying, you got to have a goal and a goal and a goal and a goal. Well, to me, you're almost making people more inferior because how many people aren't reaching those freaking goals all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And you can work and work and work and work for this goal for three, four years or however long and still fall short. It's like going for a championship on a motorcycle. I, I came so close to so many, but I never won one, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like a goal, but... The thing is, is that, you know, what, what's in between that? It's, it's all the little things you have to do during the day. It's all the little things that you have to do every single day in your life. You have, to, you have to eat food, you have to drink water, you have to take care of yourself, you have to this, you have to that. So when you start to learn to enjoy those things or learn to start to feel those things, they, they, to me, life starts having a little bit more of a zest to it, a little bit more of a, a energy to it. Yeah. And when you start to learn your what you start to find your road of the things that make you feel good, well, then everything you do, you're going to give your all to it because you know it's coming out and it's a good-ass feeling and or more energy from yourself or more clarity from yourself. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So that's the real thing I can do is just go chase what makes you feel good but not feel good on a way that is uh, going to be negative, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go chase it because I love fucking drinking beer or I'm going to go chase because I love all the sex. No, that's not the way. That just a, a lifestyle. Find a lifestyle that makes you tick and go chase it and you'll always be happy. Yeah. Because everything else is going to fade away. Your youth is going to fade away. Your looks is going to fade away. Your money is going to fade away. Uh, your this, your marriage could fade away, kids. All these things. But your 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 happiness should, should, ho- you know, should hopefully always be there. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're the only one that can bring that there. You're the only one that can bring that health and that happiness and carry that on through your life. It's up to fucking you. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. Man, nobody else is putting that thing in your mouth. Nobody else is putting that book in front of you. Nobody else is keeping your ass on the chair. Nobody else is not, uh, you know, just holding you back from doing these these great things that can keep you healthy and energetic, like yeah. ice baths and saunas and healthy food and yoga and and working out and meditation and you know and having good friends around you and and also, you know, to be the cop of not following negative shit on social media or watching yeah. negative yeah. news or listening to negative music or watching all these horror movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. All these things are bringing you down, 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 and then eating food that's taking more energy out of you than, 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 than it's creating right. from all this fast food packaged bullshit, you know? Yeah. And so that, that's the biggest thing is I take responsibility for, for myself. I love who I am. You know what I mean? I really dig who I am, not in an egotistical way. I just really dig the way my mind thinks and how I look at life and how free and how much I don't give a shit what people think. And that's not in an arrogant way either. It's just I've learned that what what does it matter? Right. <laughs> what does it matter? You know, because again, how you so, do anything so, is how you do everything. Yep. So yep. that's another thing is probably how I do anything is how I do everything. And every I do motocross and my my teaching it's 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 I give my all life to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then that yeah. comes out in other areas, and when I do my yoga, I give all my life to it. My 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 mat is my lane. I don't I don't compare. I don't judge. I don't compete. 
I stay in my lane. How I do anything is how I do everything. And that's probably yeah. why you're seeing that 100% is because of that. And that's one of my favorite sayings is how you do anything is how you do everything. Yep. So if you're half-ass over here, guess what's happening on the other side? Yeah, half-ass. you know, it's very it's interesting. What I'm hearing in some of the, those is um, the more you can be in the present, which I know sounds like a, a hippie kind of fucking term, but the more you can be in the present, there is no worry, there is no depression, there is no anxiety. Worry is about what you did la- last night or yesterday or last year. Anxiety is about what you haven't done or, or, or what you're going through. So the more you can practice and be in the present with that cup of coffee, with that yoga mat, with that pose, feeling those stretches, the less worry, anxiety, depression comparison that I think you have. One thing that I wanted to ask, so what do you think is, I am very diligent in my in my water, in my, I try to eat pretty, pretty clean. Um, you know, I'm just beef and, or I'm just, you know, protein and vegetables pretty, pretty well. But there yep. is something about on Sunday when I'm watching football, I want fucking beers and pizza. And it makes me, even though I feel better right now, but <clears throat> on that fucking day, I want beer and pizza. And then if I do that, that sometimes bleeds over into Monday morning. Ah, uh, screw it. I'll grab that muffin. And then. You know, then I got to get back on track. Why do you think so many of us do that? We know we feel better right now when I just went to the gym and I just went and, you know, kicked the bag and did Muay Thai and I ate well and I come here and I get to talk to an amazing person like you. But there is that little thing in the back of your head goes, oh, I have that, uh, those Reese's peanut butter cups at home and I got that little piece of pumpkin pie. Why do you think that it's still there? Why do you think we have that? <laughs> Because it's normal, man. It's normal. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I want you to fix me. Can't, we can't be in jail 24-7. Yeah. You know? Hey, I have my scratches and I have my itches too. You know, I'm not, no way. I, I would never live life perfectly. You know, yeah. I, when I go to Europe and, and I travel, man, I drink, I drink, yeah, I drink beers with my buddies. When I come back, then I don't. You know, it's almost like when I'm in Rome, I roam. And so <laughs> the other thing, one thing I struggled with was having a day that was planned, but then plans fell through and then not having anything to do mm-hmm. and then feeling like I have to do something. I'm lazy and Oh, 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 you yes. know, this and that. But then three days ago, three days before I couldn't wait for a day off. Yes. You understand? Yep. So I've learned, I've learned to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to plan my day offs. So I'm going to work these days, do this. And on this day, I'm going to plan this day and this is my day off. So now I'm okay with not doing anything, being a little bit lazy, laying around, this and that. So maybe that's the thing with you is like, look, man, I work my ass off for six days straight. Mm-hmm. And so on Sunday, I'm going to enjoy my day off of me hanging out with me or me hanging out with my buddies. And I'm going to have some beers and I'm going to have some pizza. But maybe go at it the right way. Get some gluten-free beer. Get some mm-hmm. gluten-free pizza. Maybe the pizza is more organic. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Do it the best way you can, but have some fucking fun. You know, this whole world nowadays of having to be so perfect is what's causing, you know, like what I think is a big problem is, you know, with America's 5% of the world population, five, okay? But that 5% takes 75% of all pharmaceutical drugs taken in the world. Whoa. 5% does. And so this, this study was on CNN or I don't know what it was on, you know, New York Times or whatever. But there, the question was, is why is America in so much pain? Because I feel the expectation level what of Amer- what America holds on on society mm-hmm. is so high and so pressured to be this and have to be this and need this that it's causing everybody so much emotional pain. You know what I mean? Yes. Mental pain. They're not in physical pain because nobody fucking does much. Right. So it's more emotional, physical pain, I think, of having to be so perfect that – you, you're always feeling imperfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, you know, to me, and it might offend some people, but it's like with Christianity, the trying to compare yourself to Jesus, trying mm-hmm. to compare yourself to Buddha. Like, and if you're not, then you're always feeling less than. Yes. You're never, yes. ever, ever, ever going to compare to that that level of man or yeah. whatever. So, but that idea of thinking that you got to live up to that level and the people that they follow, maybe somebody's following Tony Robbins or someone's following Paul Check or someone's following me and thinking, oh, my God, these guys live so perfect and they do this. No bullshit, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, we, we do. We, we have our scratches and we have our itches and we, you know, have a little cheat days and, and little fun days and this and that. It's called being a human. Yeah. So the thing is, don't get attached to it. 
understand you're a human, understand you have a little bit of weaker side, understand that you need to play, but then also get right back to work. Yep. You know, for me, sometimes when I go for a little little party with the boys, you know, have some drinks and stuff out and have some good times or whatever, it's almost like I come home more motivated. Mm. Like, oh, okay, I kicked that, I kicked that, want to release, I, I kicked that release out. Like, yeah. it's I want to release because I'm so pent up from training and working and training and working and being so serious. It's like, I got to blow some steam off. Yeah. So I have some friends with the boys and have a good time. But and you then, earned it. And the next day, it's like I'm almost completely, I'm way more focused because I got kind of scratched that itch. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with you, man, I guarantee you're going to be a lot more motivated the next Monday if you just allowed yourself to kind of just do it and be okay with it. And then the next six days, man, you're solid. Yeah. Because yeah. You, can't, you can't, you there's, you know, there's nothing perfect in, in life and the, nothing in life goes like this except when you're dead, you know, everything has its ups and downs, even the seasons, even the, the weathers and <clears throat> all this. So you have to make sure that you flow with that. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I'm learning a big time right now is just flowing with what life puts in front of me. Like like say this week, I'm going to be ready to leave for two months on the road. And this week I'm, I'm willing to work, but work hasn't really, <clears throat> hasn't really kind of matched up with where I want to put it. And so I'm like, okay, well, that's life just wanted me to rest because it knows what I'm about ready to do. Right. You know but my mentality is I'll work my ass off and then get on the plane and be like, oh, shit, man, I don't want to work anymore. Right. So it's like, hey, we're going to kind of keep you calm. So then those next two months, you're motivated to, to work. And so I, that's how I kind of read life where I used to think, oh, go, go in a panic. Got to fix this. Got to change this. What am I doing wrong? Sure. No, no, no. It's just, just life allowing you to have a rest now. You know? Yeah. If you put your effort into it, you meet it halfway, hand in hand, it'll always come to you. It'll always come to you. You know what I mean? Right. When you go out about it the right way, like you're seeing with this podcast, things are popping up around all these little corners yeah. without really trying because you're putting your passion into it. Yeah. You know? And that's how I, that's how I look at it. One of the things that I wanted to, to ask you, so, you know, when you were, and maybe even still to this day, you know, when you're going through and you're, you know, at the the elite of the elite level, there's some sacrifices that you have to make. I'm not just talking about nights out with the fellas or can't go to this party or something like that, but time away from your loved ones. And to be honest, it's a little bit of a self-serving question, but how did you deal with that? Is, is it really just, hey, this is a passion and a love, but so are these people. So are, so is, you know, my wife or so is, you know, my best friend or, or other people going through building their business or their kids. And you kind of get that, kind of like, fuck, you know, like, is this, is this really worth it? You know, yes, I love it. Yes. I, you know, for me, for this podcast, this mission, I want to help as many people, but if I'm taking some good time away from my wife or my, you know, my best friends or my loved ones or something, how did, how did you deal with that? Cause I'm sure you went through sacrifices as well. Um, yeah, I mean, um, for me, of course I was already racing. I was already professional before I met, um, you know, my wife then, yeah. Um, and, and I remember, you know, when we first started going out, we we're in the, in the garage and, um, we're, I don't know what we're doing and whatever. And I said, we we're looking at my motorcycle on, I don't know how long we were going out, but for a little bit. And I said, Hey, you go see that motorcycle over there. And she says, yeah. And I'm like, that's my first love. I go, nothing will come before that. So if you can handle that, we can continue dating. If you can't, we have to stop because right. nothing will come before that motorcycle. And that was my first love. And, you know, and, and yeah, then I, then we did get married. We had kids and stuff like that. Um, uh, and yes, I had to play both roles. I had to be the serious person, but I had a, I had a wife that, you know, supported me a hundred percent. I had kids that supported me a hundred percent, but I was a little bit distant to their growing up and, and being there. I was there, I was there all the time, you know, support them, da, da, da. We have great relationship now. But what I'm saying is, it's just, any athlete has to be a little bit selfish. Mm -hmm. You cannot be the best or cannot try to be the best if you're not selfish. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody says, oh, is this changing once you have kids? No, it doesn't. It didn't change me. I still want to win. I still want to, I still love what I do because who knows what's going to happen in the future. Like now, well, I'm divorced from the lady that had that. My kids are older and growing up now. I mean, I'm only 46, but my kids are 22 and 18. So they're up and growing up. And so here I am. Right. Well, guess I still have my love my motorcycle and teaching it. You know what I mean? So if I would have gave up on that because, Oh, I have a family and then everything fell apart. Well, now yeah, what, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta yeah. still, you know, that whole thing about, Oh, you, so you gotta be for the family. This, yeah, it's important, but dude, you still gotta be there for you. 
You know what I mean? Yep. You gotta be there for you and, and make sure that you're, you're, yeah, you know, that you, that you're paying attention to what you want yourself to be or where you want yourself to be into the future, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and almost not even really money wise, not even success wise, not anything, just the person you are, you know what I mean? Because that's really what matters. Everything else is fictitious. It's yeah. the person you are. I really feel that when we die, you know, we come back through this, this next life again, where we're at mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That point of where the light goes, zoop, and then that, it's almost so, wh- what are you preparing for? Are you preparing for everything that's going to be taken away, or are you preparing for this experience that, that we're in, yeah. you know? And yeah. This, 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 it's truly amazing what we get to experience every day, man. Yeah, I think, I say this quite often, sorry, um, I say this quite often that I really truly believe that the most important thing in this world, period, end of story, is what we think about ourselves when we are by ourselves. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to look that man or look that girl in the mirror and be comfortable with what you see, and the more comfortable and more loving you can, in all aspects of mind, body, and soul, the more you can speak positively through your thoughts to that person in the mirror, the better everything will, will come out because you have self-love and self-worth first. So I just yeah. think that's so, no, it's, so it's true because, you know, I always, I always couldn't understand because they said the scariest thing is, is being alone for a lot of people. And I was like, what do you mean? I love being alone, love being alone, love being alone. And, but that I had a family and had a wife. And so I could be alone and always know that, okay, they're just right over here in the next door or I could just go right back to them. But once I got divorced and my kids went away and this and that, <clears throat> and those times you were alone, then it was like, there was this little bit of fear of wanting to sit down in my meditation seat by my, being by myself. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, okay, I get that now. I get that now. I get now why people don't want to be alone because when they're alone, all this shit starts coming up. And I was dealing with so much stuff that every time I sat, all this stuff would come up. So I was almost a little afraid, but then I had to go, you know what? No, this is where we face it. This is where we go at it. This is where we accept it. Because once we accept something, we can allow it to move, allow it to grow, allow it to flow. But anytime we, we attach to, I don't want to experience this, I don't want to have this, or I do want this, well, then you hold on to it. Anything you hold on to becomes stuck. Anything stuck never grows or flows, right? Mm-hmm. And so is allowing yourself, accepting that I feel like shit, accepting that I hurt, accepting that I fucked up, accepting that I'm sad, accepting that, you know, all these things because it's, it's natural. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Everybody wants to deny that side of them, but you can't deny that side of them. Everybody wants just to be that's just happy and motivated and positive and this. No bullshit, dude. That doesn't happen all the time. No. None, none of these people in the Tony Robbins and this, they're not that way all the time. You can't be a human being. Right. You know, I was reading this book of this Buddhist monk, and she was talking about how they still have all these emotional problems. I'm like, this is a Buddhist monk. You know what I mean? Meditates 40, you know, 45 hours a day. You know? <laughs> yeah. And spends 15 years doing what she does and still has these emotional issues. I'm like, ah, oh, well, then it's just, it's just human conditioning. Yeah. And you're never going to get out of what is human conditioning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you've got to yeah. learn to accept it and not attached to what you want and what you don't want, you know? Yep, yep. yep. And, and yep. that's the way it works for me. I know we're I know we're running up on time, but you have a lot of really, really cool things going on, on today. I have just one more question, but before we get to that, what, can you tell the listeners what you got going on? Uh, you want to describe some of your coaching and everything else and where they can find you online, social media, anything like that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, you can find me on social media at uh, Rhino Global, so R-Y-N-O, uh, G-L-O-B-A-L. Um, and then most of your viewers are probably going to be more interested in my supplement line, which is rhinopower.com, uh, all G- non-GMO, organic. We have protein, hydration fuels, electrolytes, bars, pre-workouts, all that really, really, really great stuff. Uh, so you can go to that, rhinopower.com. I have a gym where people will be interested in my coaching, my training, my stuff like that, where it's an online gym at rhinopowergym.com. And then what my do, you know, I, I go around the world coaching motocross. You know, I have a technique. I have fundamentals I've brought into the sport. I've changed the way people ride motor, motocross, and I'm really, really passionate about that. So, you know, last year I did 120,000 miles of traveling Whoa. doing my coaching. Yeah, you know, this year we've already gone to – uh, Canada twice, uh, Spain, uh, England, Scotland, Colorado, 
North Carolina, and then we're about ready to leave for uh, New Zealand for three weeks, uh, Australia May for two, and then and then Italy, and about three weeks in Spain. Wow. Yeah, Jeez. and then so then then right after that, we got a place we go to maybe in Hawaii and one in um in um in um, Costa Rica. Oh, cool. Love so Costa Rica. just so yeah. you know so for me again, what motocross does, motocross gets me. You know, yes, I do work and I have a passion, but I get paid to kind of travel. Yeah. So, you know, so so it's pretty cool. Pretty and, uh, so that's what I have going on. So if anybody's into motocross, want to learn, you know, how to truly ride these motorcycles safely and properly, then that's therhinoinstitute.com. Okay. okay. So I have that. And then I have one more thing. I invented these foot pegs that have the handlebars on them. And they move, you know, they have 365 degree movement at 100 percent of the time. But they're foot pegs. The reason I came up with that was because everything that you do in the gym is full footed, you know, busu ball, endo board, uh, Swiss ball. Mm -hmm. But when you ride motocross or mountain bikes, you're using two and a half inches of your foot, and that's the balls of your feet. And every sport comes from the balls of your feet. Every movement comes from the balls of your feet. But there's no gym equipment challenging you from the balls of your feet. So I created this uh, this thing uh, this these foot pegs and you create handlebars to them and do push-ups with them. And that's the rhino equipment.com. Okay. So these are the things that I'm doing. These are the things that I'm interested in. Uh, they all coincide together. And again, just like yourself, just trying to help people and just trying yeah. to, uh, motivate and, you know, just get people to kind of almost just love themselves. You know, yes. don't live up. To, don't, you don't have to live up to anybody's standard. You don't have to follow anybody. You can take their, you can see their road signs and stuff, but, why do you have to live up to somebody else's ego, egotistical levels or their obsessive levels? Because that's what a lot of us coaches and a lot of people on these uh, out there right now trying to get people to follow them have egotistical or obsessive ways. And I can say that because I was the same. You know, <laughs> when you've been humbled so many times, you start to you start to really dent that ego and those those obsessions, yeah. right? And you come to a place where you start to kind of understand where people are at and not expect people to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I so. wanted to ask ask you about something else, and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want, want to, but I think it's okay, is you have you and a partner of yours or some other fellows of yours developed a uh, man tribe or man dot tribe. Mm -hmm. what, what is that exactly? Because some of the breath work and stuff that you guys are doing is look really cool. Yeah, so it's my it's my friends, but I'm not I'm not involved in in it. Okay. You know, I'm involved in it because I'm friends with them. And this is Troy Casey. Okay, you know, certified health nut. Oh yeah, or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Certified health nut, uh, Troy Casey, or uh, the Man Tribe. You'll find everything that okay. you need to to find on that. Uh, but they yeah they've been getting a lot of momentum going, um, really getting people back to their primal instincts and just kind of getting men to. The biggest thing is just <clears throat> giving men an outlet to talk, mm. you know, because once one man sees another man talk, then it's okay for him to talk. But we've been taught that we have to be so tough. We have yes. to hold our yes. emotions. We don't cry. We don't get sad. We don't, no, no bullshit. <laughs> Guys are pussies, man. Okay. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that's why we need to allow some of this out. And this is what, what it is. It's almost kind of, you know, you know, it's just a, a group to, they're doing, you know, doing the instinctual stuff and really getting that energy going and detoxing stuff, but just allowing men to kind of feel, feel needed, feel wanted, you know, instead of feeling used by always having to provide their whole damn lives. Yeah. That's what we do. Sorry. No, no, that's, that's so awesome. <laughs> and that's coincides with one of the reasons why I wanted to have someone like yourself on here, you know, to, and I thank you very much. I'm being very sincere. Thank you for being transparent. I thank you for being open because it takes people like you that maybe certain individuals or a lot of people would put on a pedestal for you to go, listen, I'm flawed. I'm fucked. I do. I have it. I have my itches. I do. I go through my shit. It's so fucking powerful to have people like you do that. And that's why I want this podcast. That's why I wanted you, wanted you to have, have you on. So I just really appreciate it. You said one thing that goes into actually my last question is trying to help people love themselves. Mm. So how would you, what tips or tricks or whatever other words you would like, like to use, how would you build self-worth? Or what advice would you give to somebody that maybe doesn't have the best self-image of themselves? How, would, how can they start to increase that? How can they start to love themselves more? To, well, what advice would you with, give? I guess the first thing to do would be... Uh, is well, I mean, these are drastic things. Throw away, throw away your social media, and throw away your mirror, <laughs> and throw away your scale. 
You know what I mean? So then there's no measurements of what you think you should be or think you're not or what you have to be or think you're not going to be, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know, that mirror will tell you something that, you know, I, girls see something completely different than what guys see. I'll tell you that, yeah. you know, because what, you know, I've been with uh, you know a few girls and what they see in the mirror and what I see in the mirror is like two different things, you know, it's like, <laughs> way, you know, or a weight or whatever. And then again, social media. But the biggest thing for me is get your ass into nature, you know, go spend some time in nature that will heal you and get a tent, go in nature, get a friend, go by yourself, whatever, but not a big group. Just, yes. you know, yes. take, take your phone away. Just get into nature, start to listen, you know, start to see start to smell, start to hear, start to feel, start to taste what, what's out there, where you came from, what, what is making this whole world, you know, vibrate, not those buildings and not those fluorescent lights and not that, that traffic and not all that pollution and not all that, you know, constant, you know, people around you, you know, you got to get in on nature. And, and that's been the most healing parts for me is that another part for me is water, you know, get into water, get into, you know, some, uh, hot, you know, hot springs and rivers and, you know, do, do, uh, cold submersions and stuff like that, you know, again, but it's not just how do you get someone to love themselves? It's, it's not just one point, you know, it's, it's a whole wheel, you know what I mean? Where's your food? Where's your sleep? Who are you hanging around? You know, how much exercise do you do? Uh, what, what are you reading? What are you following? What are you believing? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, 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 it's so hard to just say, this is the way I think you just got to start finding out what makes you tick yeah. and then go chase it and then go chase it. You know, just like you say, and I didn't really notice that, but you, you, you brought that out that it looks like everything I do, I do it a hundred percent. And I kind of, oh, oh, I felt like I could give more. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm that guy yeah. going, oh, you kind of pussed out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you kind of gave up, you could do more, you know? So in my head I have that too, but sure. I guess sure. it looks like that because again, everything I'm chasing makes me feel good. And so that's the only thing I can tell people is get, make a lifestyle that makes you feel good and then go chase it. And that will create happiness because what is happiness? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a puzzle of stuff. Mm -hmm. Not, you can't just go, oh, I'm going to be happy. Okay. But how, Yeah. you know, how, how's this going to happen? Just be, no, you got to have a lifestyle. You got to have an environment that, that creates that, you know, that, that, that's the, that's the soil, Yep. you know, that's the soil. So yeah. And then I'll, you know, be very careful with the, with the mind because everybody thinks, Oh, Huge. you know, Huge. I got this figured out. But if you had control of what you're thinking, then you could tell me what your next thought is. So that's another thing that I was going to get at is a lot of people get so, you know, uh, screwed up with their thinking, but you also got to remember like, where did that thought come from? So why, why am I doubting myself? Mm -hmm. Why did that thought come up? If I, if it wasn't even me, I didn't create the thought, you know what I mean? But I'm attached to it. Then all of a sudden I'll start doubting myself. Does that make sense? Yep. So you got to be very careful with that because a lot of stuff that we're thinking isn't really us thinking it. What I've, I've seen myself, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, where did that thought come from? Yep. <laughs> so, cause yeah. that's what can happen when you're racing motocross is that you let your mind wander, start wandering on the things you don't want. It really will hope I don't crash. Hope I don't get hurt. Hope I don't this, hope I don't that. Well, you start continually focusing on what you don't want. Guess what's happening? What you don't want. Mm -hmm. So, that's what people can get in their mind too is get so attached to this wandering mind that they start almost thinking that's them, you know, but that wandering mind just to me is bored. Yeah. It's looking for the next thing to focus on. Yeah. Right? I think that's absolutely perfect is, you know, to build self-worth, self-love. It's a whole pie of everything. It's mind, body, and soul, but just take one thing tomorrow and just, instead of drinking soda, just drink water for one day and build on that. And you said something something great, and I want you to um, say it again before we started this podcast. I think it's before we started this podcast about your analogy of kind of digging through the the brick the thing. What was that? I thought that was great. I thought, and it works really really well with this portion. What was that again? It's it's good. It's like you know, you're never going to you know create success or become who you want to be or create health in one day or one month or whatever. It's like chipping away at a rock with your fingernail. Yes. You know, you're just over here just doing this, chipping away at it, chipping away at it, chipping away. I go, man, this nothing's happening. But you've, you've turned your head. Six months later, you look down, you're like, oh, shit, man. Look at this pile I have. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's how 
you create is just don't try to make a jump. Just chip away at it, man. Just chip away at it. Yeah, your thumb will get sore. Yeah, your nail will go away a little bit. But just keep chipping away at it. Just don't quit. Doesn't matter how much you give, how much effort you give in the day. Just give a just give a little bit, because yes. the next day you might be able to give a lot. But just today, because today you don't have that motivation, you just give a little bit. It's like people working out; they think they have to get put this huge workout in and every day. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's times that I just don't feel like working out, but I just, I know that this is what ha- needs to happen. So I'll go work out for ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, I'm good. Kind of got that. You're being lazy out of the way. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and got a little yeah. bit of a pump, and then I'm good. You know. Then the next day, yeah, I go put an hour or two hours in. But just everybody thinks if they can't do it to the full level, that they can't do it at all. You know, yeah. if they can't live up to the expectation they put in their minds yeah. of who they think they should be. Well, brother, so, that that is awesome. Um, I really, really do appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy man. I know you're traveling around the world uh, multiple times, <laughs> talking to everybody three and four times. <laughs> you are you are an individual that world needs more of. And what I mean is the world needs more people like you that, that are willing to fillet themselves open, be transparent, show them the, the good, the bad, the ugly, and let, let everyone know that, Hey, I'm just a person. I've created some, some success, but I've o- overcome those challenges and I've overcome them through having a, a good heart and a willingness to help, help people. So I just really, really appreciate, appreciate your mind, appreciate your heart, appreciate your transparency. Thank you, brother. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on. And then again, the listeners, you know, don't think that everybody's, you know, driving around in Ferraris and this and that or whatever, because, you know, from losing money to divorce, to family death, to championships, injuries to this, I've experienced it all, you know, and, and, and so that's where I think when you've, when you have, when you experience it all, then you're able to share more, Yep. you know, so I'm blessed to be able to have these things happen to me. So then I can share with other people that might be going through some of these uh, experiences and, and say that, oh, well, cool, at least somebody else has, you know, so they're not yeah. feeling like they're the only ones, because I think we all feel like that when we feel bad. We're the only ones feeling this way. No, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, again, cool, thank, you very, thank much. you very Thanks much. Thanks to I all your it. listeners. And, uh, My man, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. thank you.